You are tuned into Mango Masala, the South Asian show. I'm joined here by Halima. Hello. And also Simran on stream. Hi, guys. And we could see Simran was enjoying the body remix mm-hmm. on live stream. So, and I'm on Instagram and I just saw that it's just become the first drill track to ever land number one in the UK singles yeah. chart. Uh, yesterday, yeah. so big things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I- hard. but that our verse is all over tiktok obviously and i've just seen it everywhere she that's probably why it's blown so much man tiktok listen tiktok is yeah place. and also that is the formula to making a good song i do have another little thing which i think promo which will have contributed towards it i don't know if you've heard this but have a listen English, English girl named Fiona African girl Adiola Body, body, shape like cola Baka, baka, hey, come closer Wait, wait. <laughs> Who did this? Ryan Bailey posted it. I don't know. Oh, oh, no, no way. way. No. That's lit. <laughs> Next one, guys. Playing this on the turn up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get the idea. But yeah, um, GRM Daily posted it on their Twitter. I don't know who made it. There's something it. not okay with mixing Fungar and Drill. Really? I think it slaps, man. <laughs> I like it. I'm it all slaps, for fusion music. Just... I'm all for fusion music. <laughs> uh, that's oh, that's funny. But yeah, obviously it's great to see that. <laughs> I, I found that mad, actually. I can't believe there hasn't been a drill number one so far, considering how much of the charts is actually dominated by it. These yeah. Days. Like, crazy. But anyway, in regards to the show today... I swear you're always coughing. I, I'm always like, coughing. I'm sorry, guys. I don't even know what it is. Like, as soon as the mic turns on, my, my, my throat just becomes very tickly. It, it could be, like, post-corona. Because from when you had it, because when I got it, I had a cough for, like, four months afterwards. I, I, it's not even like this the rest of the time. It's just when I... When, maybe it's just in my head. Simran, I didn't even know that you'd had it. So... It last year, um, like, 2020. Basically, I don't know if I had it because it was in February. So that's when uh, testing wasn't a thing. But I was so ill. And I remember thinking, like, oh, it's a flu, it's a flu. But it got so bad. I remember thinking, like, this ain't a flu. Like, yeah. this is bad. I was sleeping for, like, 16 hours a day. Oh, yeah, that sounds it probably about was, right. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Took it out of me. And then... I had it in Feb, but got better after like two weeks and then had this, like no other symptoms, just a cough until like June. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably. It does Mad. sound like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, in that case, we'll allow it. You yeah. can cough as much as you thank like. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But in terms of the show today, just going to be working our way through some various news topics, having a bit of a natter about them, all semi-related to South Asian culture, whilst giving you some of the latest music as well. Um, I think we should start off with probably the most boring one, but still important, which is obviously the mayoral and council elections throughout the country took place on Thursday. Results are still coming back from it, but Mm. we do already know that it's not looking great for Labour at the moment. That's usually my job to make those kind of noises. Uh, (laughs) That's really all the commentary that I can muster right now. It's just... When's the compilation coming of all of Carlos's noises? Yeah. Where are the fans at? Like, it's like... I, I feel like I am our own fan. Like I literally create all these the number, like number biggest, yeah the meme movie stuff. Like he's on the memes, man. Just memes yeah. savvy. I love it. But anyway, back to the dreary topic. 
So I think the dreary. Mo- I don't. I find this fascinating. Dreary because the results are depressing. This is the. Th- I've seen tweets which are like, I've voted in every single election I've been eligible to, and never and been never, on the winning side. Yeah, and it's just it is it's it's proper draining. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I think the main loss I think is <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce it, but Hartlepool, 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 Hartlepool yeah. near Hartlepool, Durham, yeah. and that has been a Labour strong seat since it was created in 1974 mm-hmm. and now they've lost. they've lost to the Tories. Because of which... Keir Starmer. No. Well, this is the thing, like, Diane Abbott tweeted and she said, um, you can't... Yes, you... yes, she, auntie, she, come she, on. She said, you can't really blame this on Jeremy Corbyn because when he was mm-hmm. um, prime minister... He won it twice. Not, well, not when he, he was won... prime minister, when he was he Labour was a, leader. Yeah. Um, he, um, yeah, he won he, the Hartlepool yeah. seat twice. Like, this is the thing, yeah, you see this Labour, oh my God, like... Ah, oh, where do I even start? They really, you know that, um, you know that meme of Drake and Josh, and Josh is like, Megan. <laughs> That's literally New Labour with, um, with Jeremy Corbyn. Everything. Yeah. How, how are you, man, still blaming all of your shortcomings and all of your failures on Jeremy Corbyn? Mm-hmm. It's pathetic. It's so pathetic. Like there was a poll that found, um, the people, the people that. Um, didn't vote for Labour this time round was because of um, Keir Starmer, and the thing as well I think that a lot of people don't realise is that a lot of people like a lot of kind of like commentary is assuming that those who de- defected from Labour defected to the Tories or other parties when actually that's not the case. There's a large um, demographic of people who have not defected but have just simply abstained, like have just not voted. Period because they've lost faith in Labour following, you know. Corbyn leaving like so what it will have been that the numbers will have gone down there's only like, 300,000 yeah. votes in like in terms of actual numbers the Tories so far like it's only 300,000 in numbers that they've won votes like that still doesn't account for the the loss of Labour votes that mm. that number so it's mm-hmm. not even that people are now leaving Labour to vote for Tories that's not the case it's it's that a lot of other people are just not voting this is interesting as well because there is um a lot of people are saying the answer in terms of getting the red wall back in terms of like these northern constituencies mm, mm. that are now either voting or getting a Tory majority or are voting Tory or just not voting at all. Mm. They're saying the way that we can get that back is by pandering to not being as, say, like woke in terms of not being as like progressive. Like mm-hmm. they, they think the way that Labour puts Ugh. forward stuff is, like, oh, it, it's too much. People are getting put off by it. But then it's like, even if that was true, mm. like surely we shouldn't be pandering towards ultimately... Tory sensibilities, because yeah. then we're just the Tory party, which actually, to be fair, like that is what Labour is right now. Like just two sides of the same coin as I was saying last year. The, fi- the, 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 the thing is, is that... You know, Nicola Sturgeon said something like, who is Keir Starmer? What does the Labour Labour Party stand for? And it's like, I can't, I can't answer that. Like, yeah. as someone who has only ever voted for Labour, I cannot answer that right now. The, like, the, 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 the you could actually, oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. Be careful with that. Sorry, love. Um, that you can actually faction off the Labour Party into like three different parties and they would, they would be self-sustaining parties. But at the minute, they're all grouped under Labour. Mm. There's so much party <clears throat> factioning right now. It's mental. I think it is mad as well. I, and again, we're all speaking in terms of our own opinions. We're not saying, mm-hmm. oh, you need to think this, you need to think that. But again, as someone <laughs> who has only voted Labour and 
has for the most part agreed with the way the labor goes about things i think i saw as well like i think it was um that he's like one of those like twitter famous people he's like this really young um brown kid called um oh yeah, he's called yeah, yeah. I, I think he's called hassan i, I don't know but yeah. basically he was like this is the first time i've been eligible to vote and i don't feel like voting for yeah. the party that i've yeah. campaigned for yeah, yeah, yeah. i like to have that feeling it's just mad i knew what yeah. i actually get that as well mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when i'm voting for labor now mm-hmm. i'm thinking it's the best of a bad bunch i'm not thinking yes this is like yeah. you believe in their like, yeah. yeah but i have yeah. like ha- like someone who has their ear to the ground on, on a lot of like ethnic minority communities that's really the sentiment that that is that a lot of ethnic minorities are feeling right now like um after corbyn left and um starmer was put in charge of labor like a lot of people started beginning to divest from parliamentary politics um and i think again that's we're seeing that now in the in in the in election results Mm. you know it with labor's loss of votes Mm. but do you have any take on any of it simran um obviously i was going to say like as someone who i've only owned it 18 three years ago was only eligible to vote for three years now i think i've voted less than a handful of times you know voted Labour every time mm. and you just don't see the results come through. I mean, Slough, we're very lucky that we have Tan Desi, such a king, mm. um, as our MP. Um, but yeah, so that's been good over the last three years. But other than that, it's, it's frustrating to never see the outcome that you want. Yeah, You know, as like a young voter and it really does put you off wanting to go back and do it again. However, that being said, I'm not kind of surprised the way this election's gone so far. It's like disappointing, but not surprised, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think it is just the way it would have gone, especially after the last year. And obviously, because vaccine, the vaccine rollout has been good this year and stuff. Yeah. I feel like people, people who have been supportive of the Tory government in the past mm-hmm. have probably grown that a little bit more. But then it's like at the same time, under Tory rule uh, in January, we had like the highest rate of coronavirus. I can't remember if it's cases or deaths, but we had like the highest rate of that in yeah. January. And it's like people still... It's, you know what it is? Like retention, isn't it? I think, you know, like when you look at the election results and you look at like um, how many more seats like the Tories have won or how many more votes the Tories have won, you look at that as like, for, for me, as, as, as an ethnic minority. And I just think there's really two Britons. There really is two mm-hmm. Britons, you know, like there is the Britain that look at the Tory party and think they did a good job. They served me. You know, that's my government. They they did right mm-hmm. by me. And then there's a Britain that look at the Tories and think you just absolutely shagged all of us, you know, and it's 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 maddening to see how divergent, you know, those two experiences are. And we're living in the same country under the same government. Yeah, yeah. it is. I agree. Can yeah. I hit you with some good news, though? Go yeah. On. Um, so Joanne Anderson, yeah. the oh, Labour yeah, MP yeah, for yeah, Liverpool, yeah, yeah. what a queen. Yeah. She's the first black to woman it. to be directly elected and the mm-hmm. first female mayor of Liverpool. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, not all bad. You know what I loved about that as well is that I think I, after hearing the news, I went and I looked at her Instagram and um, on the video, I was just so happy that she actually has a Scouse accent. Like, you know how you yeah, ha- somehow yeah, sometimes yeah. have people that um, are campaigning to be councillors or MPs or whatever, and they don't even live within the constituency. Yeah, 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 but yeah, to yeah. see that, again, she's... A Liverpoolian for Yeah, Liverpoolian, yeah. black, female, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Winning. Love yeah. to see it, love to see it. But that's also, like, there were other places, like um, Preston, for example. Um, where else was it? I think Blackburn. 
Um, even like Manchester, like have thwarted the trend of like Tory rise, and it's because you know, like there was the I've se- I've been seeing a little bit of commentary about like Andy Burnham, for example, and people talking about Andy Burnham as like a viable Labour leader. And honestly, I really see it. Wait, I was you gonna know? ask, what are your thoughts on Andy Burnham? You like... know that you know that meme of Monique. I'd like to see it. That's <laughs> that's really when I was when I was kind of like reading through the the case for that and I was like you know what it actually makes a lot of sense because if you think about the the fact that a lot of people have um like defected from labor labor because of what they perceive to be like a labor failing well to be fair it is is justified um Andy Burnham was like he made headlines earlier on was it this year or last 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 year I can't remember when it was, but like he made headlines for um, basically standing up to the Tories, you know, when they were giving out like um, financial, yeah, yeah. the tears and also when they were giving out financial packages and stuff like that. And he was just not budging. Like he was not, Mm -hmm. the Tories are trying to intimidate him and he was saying, no, I'm standing up for my people. It was like, he was even fighting for like an extra five million because he was saying, you know, he was just talking about the working class people and the fact that, you know, an extra few quid for you is nothing but an extra few quid for these people that make, it Mm -hmm. goes a long way. And I was, I was, I was paying close attention to the coverage of that that you know that news cycle and i was really genuinely very very impressed and like with how he was standing up to the Tory, the central government you know mm. how he was sticking up for his constituents um mm. the, the how he was sticking up for the working class people and it just goes to show like even though there's been such a labor loss everywhere like even liverpool for example like they've got the first you know they've got a, a labor mayor but they have lost a lot of labor votes as well and and it's it's if they're down 14% 14 percent they're in down like in neighbor votes the red constituency and that is the, that is the yeah. the t-h-e-e yeah. the red constituency they were down 14 percent like you know that the labor have really really effed this yeah. up you know if you could do mm-hmm. that to liverpool but to see for example someone like andy burnham who has still strongly retained his votes it just goes to show like people actually vote for for who who stands up for them mm. you know I think the only thing qualm that I have with Andy Burnham is I suppose you can't really have everything, but I would have liked to have seen him maybe take a stronger stance in terms of the um, kill the bill protest. Because I've seen like there's been like so much like there's been so many videos of obviously we know that people are subject to this type of treatment quite a lot anyway but there's been a lot of footage from these protests in which the police are using questionable force and people are like at it andy burnham and like what what are you gonna do about it is that oh i've like put an inquiry into it but it's kind of like we need, we need a, we need a bit more you yeah, know, you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But obviously i recognize you can't really you can't have everything and it, he doesn't want to be seen i think obviously i love everything that jeremy corbyn stands for yeah but like <laughs> i i understand people's worry in terms of that scaring people and i think that's maybe where andy burnham is standing in terms of like not wanting to seem mm. like because Again, this country I, is very scared of socialism. Yeah, that's let's the thing. Get this, let's get this straight. This this country is terrified, mm. terrified. Like you see, this Western propaganda against like socialism is is it is like a the boogeyman. Like mm. really, that's that's how they've presented socialism to be in this country. It's it's sickening. Like it's disgusting. Like people are so terrified of socialism, they'd rather have like proto fascism. Uh, I don't understand. No, me neither. But. Oh. Um, Any final comments, Simran? Um, no. 
I've got a final <laughs> comment, which is Jeremy Corbyn, wherever you are right now, I love you. I hope you're taking care of yourself. You know, <laughs> don't listen to the negativity. Like, you know who you are. We know who you are. Burn the rest of them. That's it. <laughs> Fair enough. That man is a one in a billion. One in a billion. I'm telling you now. Big. Halima, do you want to have a go at the machine? Do you want to just like turn the twister thing onto number two? Like, so, like, do you. It's not. No, no, no. Sorry. Okay, so, like, turning that, yeah? Yep. Oh, oh. Sorry, guys. Carlos has been showing me the ropes of, um, like, yeah. the, the, the producing side of things. Okay, so I shall press it now. Yeah. Enjoy the song, guys. No, but you have to, like, oh. load to that. Oh, oh, okay. Now you can say it. Okay, enjoy the song, guys. Did you guys like that song, the Edge Tracy one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You asked it, didn't you, before? Yeah. Yeah. I, not gonna lie, I'm not a massive fan of the album. Okay, controversial, okay. Yeah, but that song did slap. It gave me summer vibes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it is summer definitely wear, a vibe. Summer wear. Summer wear. <laughs> it's, it's, it's May it's weather. It's May, it's May. <laughs> Look at it. But you know what? It was humid today, and at least oh. it, I'm, I'd, I'd rather yeah, be humid wins. than the past few days when it's like <laughs> it's been really cool. cold. Yeah. yeah, literally. Why is the sun shy? Like, who is she? Sh- who is she hiding from? Come on, uh, guys. Check the chat. I've been messaging you. Oh, have you? <laughs> no, not that chat on Streamyard. Oh, stream. Oh, what she said? Ooh, haha! Secret. You guys are at home. Don't know. Where? Oh, <laughs> here, private chat. What in the techno? Why is yeah, that second song was so good. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that was I've forgotten what it is now. Saya. Yeah. Saya by, by Natasha Big. And then Nasha Experience. Yeah. So if you want to go check that out, that do. is fusion. That band. Natasha Big is she is sensational. Let me, do you guys um watch or listen to like Coke Studio? Oh, yes, it, but I don't watch it's, it. it's 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 uh, it's one of my favorite music platforms mm-hmm. ever, and one of her performances, Shikva, is like one of my favorite like live performances of all mm-hmm. time ever. Period. She's incredible. She's incredible. Amazing. But like in terms of the song that we uh, just played, um, with AJ Tracy and T Pain, um, Helene was just mentioning Simran. Have you seen um, um T Pain's DMs? The video, the video of him showing his DMs. Honestly, wait, I have to find it now because I retweeted something. Uh, it's so I like everyone loves T Pain. Like he's just such. I feel like he's just so lovable. Yeah. And he was it's so he is he is right. And it's just so funny thinking that he was feeling some type of way, thinking that like, he ain't getting no industry love. These times people are camping Bless out in him. his TM. Yeah. Do you want to like he's probably sitting on like know. millions of dollars of deals. So basically, people who at home who don't know, T Pain posted a video. Like he has previously come on and said that he feels like he's underappreciated in underappreciated in the industry. And then um, the other week. He posted a video of of him like he realized that there's um there's a folder in his DMs um where like celebrities like blue tick people message that he didn't know was there before so he's now scrolling through this folder and he's just seeing like bear man just like um showing him love and he's like raw I've been airing these people for years I've been complaining <laughs> like, that people aren't showing me love but it's me that's been airing them for years because he didn't know that those DMs were there who but... was like the most surprising for you that was in the DMs I have one. 
Viola Davis. Yeah, literally, I was like, why is Viola Davis? <laughs> no, but that, that message started there. off like, hi, I'm Anton. Yeah. Wow, my memory is fantastic. I'm yeah. Anton, I work with Viola. And then someone tweeted, I really want to know what Viola Davis wanted with T-Pain. And yeah. honestly, I really want to know what she wanted with T-Pain. Uh, we'll never know. Um, first of all, he was sitting on like millions of dollars worth of deals. <laughs> yeah. In those, in those message requests. He missed out on so much money. Oh my god, what an L. What an L. That was a self L. He was too busy winning the masked singer. Um, Ha, it's not what he was on. Yeah. Damn. You know Trap Money Benny, the guy that produced In My Feelings by Drake? Yeah. He tweeted um, like LMAO and a screenshot of his DMs, (laughs) and it was too plain in his DMs going, You still trying to send that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw. (laughs) He must have said, like, Oh, I've got a beat for you or something like that, or like, I've got something for you. (laughs) Um, Like, what, five years later, like, you still trying to send that? (laughs) Mad. Yeah, but he is wholesome. You know what I love about him as well is that he can actually sing and he he, he uses to do the whole Uh auto tune thing. Uh Oh my god, yeah, did you see him on like he was doing a Twitch stream or something? And he, I don't know if he was like gaming or something, but he was doing the Twitch Twitch stream and he started singing and he was like incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's how he he won the mass singer is because like people didn't recognize him. Yeah, I've seen like clips of him before performing his songs like without auto tune. He's he's really, really good. Yeah, and it's kind of like, obviously, like, if people want to put a tune on, on their songs, they can, but it's just kind of nice to know that he's doing it out of choice rather than he can't sing and he's not using it. So like, yeah. But you, you could still pay him his dues as an artist, you know? Yeah. Shout out T-Pain. Big up. But, yeah, I think that's given us a bit of light now before we go into it again. Quite a, like a dark situation, which is obviously what's going on in Palestine at the moment or in mm-hmm. the past couple of days. Um well it's been going on for a long time, but more yeah. more recently the past couple of days. Um gonna pass it over to Halima to kind of break it down a bit. Maybe maybe first we should go into the whole Israel Palestine and um, Palestine conflict in terms of like um, what what has led to this. Okay. As so, brief as possible. Okay, okay, okay. So um so for those who don't know, like there's obviously been a um, Israeli-Palestine conflict since 1948, where obviously Palestine was occupied by the Brits. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, it was the British mandate for Palestine in 1922. So in 1922, it was the British mandate for Palestine. In 1948, so after the Second World War, um, they basically decided to um, split because of what you know what happened to Jewish people during the Holocaust and the fact that Jewish people have like a historic claim to uh, that region um, they decided to basically split Palestine up um, into an, a Jewish state and an Israeli state so Palestine and Israel um, the UN oversaw it um, and they had allocated territories allocated resources resources etc um, and however obviously the palestinians weren't happy with it because that's like this is you can't just come in and like take our land and like just just be like okay we're gonna install a new nation state here like we're here we've been here um and since then there's been a raging like israeli-palestinian conflict where israelis have obviously grown in strength as a nation state and as a result of that they have begin begun to encroach on palestinian territory um palestine they have like 
so at the minute Palestine, so at the time Palestinians were separated largely into um, the West Bank and the Gaza Strip and then Jerusalem was basically kept as a neutral zone because of its religious importance to um you know Abrahamic religions so it was kept as a neutral zone and the rest of the territory was split up um but Israel has since encroached on you know the West Bank on Gaza Strip um they have um established is illegal israeli when i say illegal i'm talking internationally that these they're illegal settlements um across palestinian lands they've been brutalizing palestinian people um for decades like every single human rights um report on you know on palestinian issue has spoken about how um gazans and and people in the west bank are literally living and i mean this like word the quote from the un human rights report in unlivable conditions like that this is not me um, this is not an invoc in, like this is not a customary invocation of pathos here. Like I'm not exaggerating. I'm not talking in hyperbole. The words from the UN are unlivable conditions. Um, this has been happening like for years. So they've just been expanding the territory. The IDF, so the Israeli Defense um, Forces, are absolutely formidable. Like you know, um, force and literally they're just brutalizing Palestinians, stealing Palestinian land. Um, this has been happening obviously consistently throughout the 48 1948 mm-hmm. but recently over the past um i think it was like is it the past week or so the past few weeks yeah. um so there's this neighborhood in east jerusalem which okay so by the way i need to talk about how america specifically had a ha- have a hand in this so america give 3.8 billion dollars in aid to israel every single year um, and that obviously funds the military and therefore funds f- what what they do um which is still palestinian land and brutalized palestinian people so east last year donald trump so in 2009 donald maybe it might have been earlier i can't remember but at some point in his presidency donald trump claimed jerusalem to be the capital of israel which is really 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 dangerous because as i mentioned no matter what was going on with the conflict jerusalem was a, a no-go zone you know it was untouchable so to now um re, you know re, like overturn 70 years of consensus and claim jerusalem to be the capital of israel is basically there's no conflict there now do you know like is no matter whatever resistance the palestinian people had you have quelled it by 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 not even naming their resistance as a resistance because you've just said that jerusalem is the capital of israel um, and as a result of that, it's obviously given the Israeli forces further and, and a more uh, rigid and a more muscular mandate over Jerusalem where there's Palestinian people living. So now there's a neighborhood in East Jerusalem called Sheikh Jarrah, which um, th- th- I think it's like, I can't remember the figure. It's either four or six families. Yeah, um, I think it's they want four to leave. They wanted four to leave by the second and then another four or something by August. I think it's seven that was by August. I've read figures, but the, basically the point is that there are there are a number of families. So by the way, this thing of um, of uprooting people from their houses um, only to build is illegal Israeli settlements has been happening, um, and now attention has been drawn to the cases in Sheikh Jarrah where um, there's Palestinian families living in Palestinian homes that have been. Some families have already been evicted, so literally they've turned up at their doorstep. Israeli forces have uh, Israeli people have just come in and been like, no you can't enter the house basically like and obviously because israeli the idf are on the sides of the israeli people that they're allowed to do that um and there's an it's an ongoing thing where i think four have already been forcibly evicted and now there's a further 
uh, four or seven that are due to be evicted this month and then some more in August, basically. Mm. Um, and if you and then yesterday there was an incident at Al-Aqsa Mosque where um, the IDF basically um, barricaded a, a mass because obviously it's Ramadan and, and people are going are, are praying and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, sorry. Uh one thing I forgot to mention was that as a result of this, the Palestinians have been peacefully protesting and um, they have been peacefully protesting and they have been met as always. Whenever there is a peaceful Palestinian protest, they are always, always met with brutality. Um, the, the, the soldiers are literally the IDF are spraying them with skunk water. They're hitting them with rubber bullets like people have been killed. People have um, been maimed, injured. And then yesterday there was a clash. at Well, I say clash, but it was an attack like the, the, the news. Um, they're reporting that it has a clash, but it was an yeah. attack. You can watch the videos. Yeah, online. literally go and watch the videos and you can see for yourself what happened. There was a group of um, Palestinian Muslims in the masjid and um, the IDF basically barricaded them, attacked them. Four people have lost eyes. I think 153 people have been injured. Um, it is just an absolute, absolute sorry state of affair. And one thing I want to say now is that I think this Israeli-Palestinian conflict is the way that it's been presented throughout the course of its history has been that it's a polarizing is issue that it's something that polarizes that you're either on one side or the other and oh there's so much nuance and we have to consider this and we have to consider that and i'm sorry but like it's now at a point where it's not polarizing it is very very black and white israel is a settler colonial state what is going on is apartheid nelson mandela from when he was alive, call Palestine and Israel issue apartheid. The man who spent 27 years in jail for fighting apartheid, who knows what apartheid is, has called it apartheid. Like We cannot dress it up in any other way than what it is right now. It is ethnic cleansing. It's genocide. Like That is what is going on in Palestine right now. I don't understand how you could look at, if you look at the area mm-hmm. and see the map of what was considered Israel, exactly what Palestine, exactly over the years just mm-hmm. less yep 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 less. yep yep and now like how can you not have yeah. a problem yeah yeah, yeah 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 like, yeah yeah like if you if literally guys if if, if 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 there are people listening right now who have not heard anything or who don't know much i implore you right now go onto google and type in the map of palestine israel in 1948 and look at the map right now they call it the green line right and you'll see what has been encroached on and that the encroachment of land so so the so again, first of all, I just want to reiterate, it is illegally, internationally illegal what these Israeli settlements, they are internationally, there's no debate, there's no nuance to be made here. They're illegal, that's it, period. But it's not just an encroachment of land that is a self-contained thing. It comes with the brutalization of Palestinians. Like you have to imagine what is happening for Israels to be able to to create these illegal settlements. It's that they are brutalizing palestinian people they are stripping palestinians of their human rights i've heard stories over and over and over and again on social media on the internet from people who are palestinians you know who have family back in palestine talking about they have no freedom of movement they have passports taken away from them their electricity gets cut off all the time they are beaten in like walking down the streets they are brutalized by the israeli forces they cannot go from one checkpoint they cannot go from a to b without having to pass numerous checkpoints they are they're literally living in apartheid in an apartheid state right now 
thinking as well about the most recent events like you say it's obviously this is the most holy month exactly done this dur- and this during. happens a lot during ramadan by yeah. the way like and also mm-hmm. that's a mosque that happened that i read apparently it's the third most holy site mosque. in islam yeah yeah so obviously there's just even if like if you were to like obviously this is an issue but mm-hmm. and this is wrong but mm-hmm. even if you were to say that they had any right to be doing what they were doing mm-hmm. the fact that they were doing it mm-hmm. during this most holy month mm-hmm. during at this mm-hmm. most holy site like yeah it's it's just i, I want to say rude but it's, it's barbaric like, yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah 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 there's no way to dress up what the IDF are doing and what Israel is doing. Like, there's literally no way. Anybody who knows any facts, there is no way. Like, the way people are being killed and maimed and injured, and they have they have no human rights. Like, I'm not, and this is not even coming from me. Like, okay, fine. If people are listening to this and think that I might be biased because I'm a Muslim, literally read the UN mm. report. Read the UN report. That's an independent inqu- inquiry from the very organization that created Israel. They're now even saying what they're doing is illegal. What they're doing is 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 stripping and abusing human rights. Like, any comments, Simran? Um, what I wanted to talk about was that slightly different side of it and the side that I think probably affects us the most and that's probably the censorship that has occurred especially this this oh, last yeah. week I believe mm. through a platforms that are not just complacent now they're complicit in what's going on mm. that is Instagram YouTube Google Facebook they've all been caught out basically and I've I saw a stat somewhere that Facebook Google and YouTube approved 95% of Israelis Israel's requests to censor Palestinian media it's like oh my god like how can you hear something like that and and not think what is going on is wrong like even if even if you are um still in an retaining an ambiguous position on on the morality of who's right and who's wrong between israel and palestine you hear that uh one side has requested for for censorship why are they doing that what have they got to hide clearly a lot requesting for censorship in the first place obviously terrible censorship is a human right violation however it's these platforms that we believe to be more western more liberal you know supposed to promote freedom freedom of speech etc 95 percent of requests were approved to censor that media but i think this is this is and what simran is saying is is a more uh, there's a wider comment to be made here about the role of the west in the palestinian Mm -hmm. issue like i said it was a british mandate that that basically led to this um in the us right now the us especially you see listen i can't say what i want to say on camera because i can't say it gracefully there's no way for me to really say what i want to say and say it with grace but the mm-hmm. the us 3.8 billion dollars every single year in aid to israel for israel to basically brutalize palestinians for donald trump to come on and say that jerusalem is the capital of israel like they are very very deliberately very willfully taking part in this program of ethnic cleansing that's there's no two ways about it it's coming from the west the reason why israel is so um they're so bold in doing what they're doing is because mm-hmm. they they know they can't be there's gonna there's gonna be consequences for anybody who who goes against them and another mm-hmm. thing i want to say which is disgusting to me is the gulf states right now that are naturalizing relationships with israel like 
like Qatar and the UAE and, and these places, they are naturalizing relationships with them because they're being pragmatic and whatever else. And as a Muslim, I'm speaking now on, 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 on like in the capacity as a Muslim, that is, is horrendous. Like it's so horrendous. How can a Muslim state mm-hmm. like with the Muslim population look at that and, and uh, uh, like it's just, yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, that doesn't really make any sense to me when you think about like Qatar, UAE. Yeah. And like the rigid... um lives of islam the faith that they yeah. live by yeah, yeah, yeah. it's ingrained that's in their, their vision yeah that's not i've not I, none of us are, are saying to them oh you guys are an islamic state that's them that's yeah. them saying we're an islamic state so what you what you man doing then if you're not gonna stick look up at your it. head in it yeah. look at your head you know what's like so sad as well is that obviously the holocaust was horrific yeah anti-semitism to this day yeah. is horrific yeah. and it's a massive problem yeah but in regards to how this all came about it was obviously following world war Two, and it was mm-hmm. this idea this reality that jews um are being oppressed mm-hmm. and they want somewhere to call their home and that, yeah. that the whole that's what the whole idea of zionism is is that jews deserve yeah their, yeah yeah their a, a historic a historic homeland for the jewish yeah. people yeah so effectively when they're coming to palestine mm-hmm. it was as refugees yeah and now to be then like 50 years later yeah and to do ethnic cleansing the way that they were ethnically cleansed yeah it's just it's so sad like it's i don't i don't understand how you can justify that yeah you can't you can't like i do it does also irk me the way that a lot of people um if you try to question the idea of the um israel as a um, nation take, state yeah, take yeah. It over Palestine. they'll say it's anti-semitism yeah like yeah. you'll be say oh well, well yeah. you don't like jews then it's yeah like, yeah, no, yeah. No, that's not what we're yeah, saying yeah like, yeah and this was this was actually a big thing of uh, in the smear campaign against corbyn and this was one of the reasons why i backed corbyn so much because he was the first mainstream politician that i ever 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 in my lifetime saw come forward and 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 outwardly explicitly stick up for the palestinian people because they because because people are so afraid to do that because of accusations of anti-semitism just to clarify for those listening right now zionism and judaism are two different things judaism is a religion zionism is a political ideology right and to have a problem with zionism and the way it has manifested in the israeli nation state is not to have a problem with judaism that's not that's not you cannot the two the two are often so um the the two are too often um conflated because judaism is an ethno religion right but Mm -hmm. they're they're two very different things and when we talk about zionism we're not talking about judaism i think another thing to emphasize is that we are by no means condoning just like the idf we're not condoning any form of violence or force or terrorism that has occurred from palestinians towards um israelis we're not saying like oh it's justifiable for people to be killed or whatever is happening but at the same time if this is actually happening you always have to think why is this happening what is led it's to a this war happening? like at like, the end of the day it's a war like I think I think because it's so um it's it's just been so ongoing for so long and it's incremental almost people don't see mm-hmm. that this is a war you know but go on the ground and see see what's happening on the ground and then you then you'll understand you know like and it is kind of like where do we go from here because being realistic mm. like mm. do we think in 20 years time 
will Palestine exist? Honestly, I, I say I say as always, like my solidarity always, always is with Palestine. Like freedom for Palestine always. Like liberation for you know, um one thing that I one thing that, that a lot of my own political practice practice revolves around. So like I obviously I've spoken about it before on the show, like how black liberation is a really kind of fundamental cornerstone of my own political praxis, right? Um well black liberation is also very intimately tied with Palestinian liberation. Um so many of the foremost like great black um liberation leaders, Fred Hampton, Angela Davis, Malcolm X, spoke very, very explicitly, very, very clearly about Palestinian liberation as an appendage of black liberation Angela Angela Davis who by the way for those who don't know is one of one of my favorite political figures of all time living or dead Um, a woman who I admire and respect so much has spoken about Palestine being the litmus test for liberationly liberationary politics and she's spoken about how you how where you stand in pal- with the Palestine issue is speaks volumes to your own liberation politics. So for anybody who claims to to stand for liberty and for truth and and for human rights, think about where you're standing with this Palestine issue. Think about what you're what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, any final comments, Simran? Um, I think just to end it, like just to speak about ways. I think as what we can do to help in a sense because obviously I, I understand for people here that feel affected by it obviously it, it's very frustrating mm. like having to see the horrible images and stuff that come out or the stories and the videos that come out it's absolutely heartbreaking devastating it's devastating and it's frustrating for the average person who wants to stand in solidarity with Palestine and feels that they can't because obviously we're not there and different you know restrictions and stuff so obviously there's a lot of like zakat organizations that you can donate to there's like obviously the palestinian and gaza donation fund um and in general obviously if you can't donate then you know you just have to educate yourself yeah and 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 and, and 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 support it through spreading the word in a sense yeah 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 and be deliberate in the way that you talk about these mm-hmm. issues. Like, you know, like, again, this whole thing of, I feel like f- so much of the coverage on Palestine and Israel is trying to do the whole, like, oh, um, talk about both sides, you know, let's balance the, the balance the story and whatever else. I'm sorry, but, like, some things are really just black and white, you know? Yeah. So. Well, no, I think, like, you can, like, mention it, like we've done now. Like, in terms, I think mm. we, I think we've given quite, like, an... Obviously, we've just kept it. It's real. objective. It's re- objective, yeah. bro. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if some, if one side, if you put a baby in a ring with Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson is battering the baby and the baby gives a few jabs back to Mike Tyson, are you then gonna be like, oh, there's two sides to be listened to here because the baby gave a few jabs back? No. no. On a side note, though, I would be quite impressed if the baby didn't. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, that song Two Seater. I wanted to ask you guys, what's your dream car? Oh. oh my god yes i was having this conversation with someone the other day <laughs> go on then <laughs> she's really i if i had to like consider like practicality and stuff then it would be a big fat g-wagon range rover or lambo truck you know put the kids in the back however <laughs> if i could have like, any car aston martin db9 that, that, can you describe that to me like i don't know what that James Bond. So like a is that like a sleek like very like, like sleek like it's like a it's a supercar but it's not like flashy like it's not like the Ferraris and stuff like that it's just like oh, very nice. understated classy vibe do you know it's a James Bond car yeah 
<laughs> I don't know anything. Yes, no, I know what you're talking about. Why do you not know? Google I it. I don't know anything. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Haliba, you give your answer. I like cars. I'm kind of into cars. I was gonna say I am absolutely not. So I could <laughs> not. If even if I wanted to, I could not give an answer. Like I will. I don't know. Just describe it then. Like if you, if you. Anything quite techy. That's what I like. That like techy. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. That's all. That's literally all I. Any criteria that I have. So my nineteenth birthday, I went to the Top Gear track, and I get to I got I got to oh, drive like a really Ferrari into and a and I into like a Porsche oh. or something. It was so fun. Okay, yeah, we we see we're we're in, we're having two different conversations here because this girl yeah. really know what she's talking about, <laughs> and oh, here I am like yeah, techie. Nice, oh, no? Simran, that's Angin. That's not what. That's like an old man's car. You're, yeah, it's an old man's car. I get that. Like it is. Is that what you're but on? I like it. To be fair, you'd make it work. So nice. You'd make it. You'd make it work. Do you? Would you, would you want it? Do you want it to be grey though? No. Yeah, I probably would actually because it's like the color. It looks mm. old though. Like is it old? Or black. I don't know. I really like it. If not, no. Don't let us shame you into picking another car. <laughs> yeah, you stick you by do, your yeah. choice. I don't know if she's thinking about or if it's frozen. She's frozen. <laughs> Just stuck. Hmm. Simran is frozen. <laughs> um. While Simran's reconnecting well she thaws yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh she's back oh and she's gone again um, oh you sorry. froze there oh yeah i just cut out sorry what were you saying what were you guys saying we, we 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 just it paused and you looking like you were thinking about something we said don't let us shame you into, into picking another oh, car I, was thinking about, um, I said i'll go back to my car my little polo jake shout out jake oh shout out jake how is jake no, he's not doing well. Jake is he's not, he's not, not doing well right well. now. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in Slough right now. I had to get a train back. I've not been on a train oh, in so damn. long. Back with the peasants and I was like, again. I was like, is this what it feels like? like just, <laughs> yeah. even, though, even though I didn't have a car until like last July, I was like living that life all yeah. before. And then since I've gotten a car, you know, you just go like, see you guys. Um, yeah, Paul Jake's in the shop. I'm getting him back next week um, in Liverpool. So I'll be back next saturday but exciting for now pray for jake get it trending guys <laughs> um in regards to my dream car I, I don't know anything about cars like literally like my girlfriend is always getting so annoyed at me because like you know when you're in the car she'll be like oh like just follow that one or like oh what do you think about that car and it's like what? is she into cars like, she's not she's not into cars but i think it's, it's like a general knowledge i think thing. it's because growing up um she always used to go and help out her dad at the shop. So like, and that they were driving all the way to him, <clears throat> Fleetwood, like nor like North oh, Preston okay. and that like Lancashire, and obviously driving there every summer when it was like because her dad owns like a school uniform shop. So oh. like, obviously that's like busy during the summer, and that's when she would go and help out. Yeah, and um, obviously I think he was quite into cars, and you'd oh, like learn so from that. Do, yeah, okay, okay. But this is the thing: like, she's like, oh, check out that that volvo or like with the like um I, yeah, if that's the car she would be saying check out but, <laughs> <laughs> but that you, just goes to show that just proves his yeah, point you know what I, and she's like oh like um what what logo is that is that i don't know that's like me, Carla, to me it's like obviously. the red car the yellow car yeah or, like, you know, yeah, yeah yeah so on that note i obviously like i don't want to ruin the environment but if we didn't think, I have to think about that. My dream car is like a massive, like yellow minivan. 
like and again, it's like the whole idea of like coming like all the kids in the back ball so using it for like oh motives and that like having your friends oh in the back like God. that would actually be sick like that that's to be fair that's a very carlos carlos answer yeah like, it makes yeah. sense that you would say that with like flowers on the outside that hippie van i, I didn't say anything yeah, about flowers <laughs> like and i'm gonna take that as a compliment like take it but, take yeah. it as a compliment but i hope you get your yellow minivan soon yeah, love manifesto it's gonna it's gonna happen like so that, that, that spongebob montage was like 10 years later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right moving on again why is everything that happens in the world so bad. like bad <laughs> like, <laughs> this is why we need to have these like little like talks about like fun stuff before we get into the nitty-gritty <laughs> stuff but again this is some relatively bad news the olympics has ruled that for these upcoming tokyo olympics that are taking mm. place this summer i think it's mm. july 23rd they start mm. um no um participating athlete is allowed to wear any clothing that um says blm black lives matter on it and they're also not allowed to do any form of like protest such as raising your fist or um, taking the knee oh embarrassing and, yeah and if they do they'll be punished i don't know if that means taking the medal back or like whatever but embarrassing. and their reasoning for this is that it's in the olympic rules i think the 50 i think it's like like olympic rule 50 or something like yeah. that it's basically says that you're not allowed to like make an outwardly um, po- yeah which is i <sighs> Can I can I can yeah, I say go, something? Go, go can I say it. something? You see, before when I was talking about Palestine, yeah, and I spoke about how it's pe- pe- a lot of people shy away from making comment because they think it's polarizing and there's nuance and blah 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 blah. You see BLM, yeah. You see Black Lives Matter, same thing, bro. It's black and white. It's not even. It's not a debate. There's no nuance that needs to be had. It's not a political affiliation. It's existential. It's it's a it's a moral position to take in the same. It's it, it's to say that people deserve human rights. What's the comeback to that? Yeah. What's the comeback to that? What is the what? How is that taking a, a political? How is that making a political affiliation? It's speaking a universal truth. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't agree that it's a political claim. Mm -hmm. It's existential. I suppose, like, in a way, just play devil's advocate. I don't agree with it at all. First of all, let me put that out there. Mm. But their stance on it is that to keep it free from politics, right? To not politicise the event Mm. and stuff like that. However, I just think, like, in the wake of the last year and a half's worth of events now, to make a stand like that regardless of whether it's in your like fundamental rules or whatever mm. is so ignorant and it's so like yeah. brazenly mm-hmm. like you're just loud and wrong you know yeah. you're not just wrong you're loud yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, i just can't imagine saying to someone you're not allowed to wear or say it i think they are actually allowed to say it in interviews but <clears throat> you're not allowed to wear anything that says your life matters yeah, but, but in the I, conference and stuff, they're allowed to speak about it, but that's it. Yeah, but again, like, I feel like this has a lot to do with the way that we frame the issue of BLM. Like mm. we see it as so political, and it obviously is a political thing because it's it, it's politics that will that that will have to change, and it's politics that have created the conditions for BLM. But it is fundamentally, like I keep saying, it's an existential thing. Like if we stop thinking of it as a as a as a contentious political debate as something as i keep saying something that needs to be debated something that requires nuance then we'll see it for what it is which is a claim for universal human rights which there is no debate to be had about that 
You know, if that's how you see it, if you see it for what it is, then it doesn't fall into the fray of Olympic rules. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it is just, I think whoever, I think what will have happened is whoever's at the top, I, and it's the same with when we were talking about Boris Johnson, where I, we were like, oh, I don't think he's like, I don't think he's like deliberately evil, like in terms of that. I think it's the same sort of thing in terms of, I don't think they will have been like, oh, I hate black people, so we're not going to do this. I think it will have been, they will have looked at that and think, we're going to get a load of backlash if people do this. So it's a lot easier to just pull the plug and yeah. then rather than deal with the backlash and say, yeah. we stand with... Like, why is it controversial? That's like, what it is. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to save themselves from controversy. And this, again, I'm going to say this for the third time, why is it controversial? Mm. Why is it controversial to say Black Lives Matter? It's not. It's, it should be a universal truth, you know? But... Right. um. I think as well, like the idea, um, even if you were to, like, again, like, play devil's advocate and say, like, oh, like, yeah, fine, whatever, you can't wear, you can, you have to stick to your uniform, or, like, yeah. whatever it is. To say that you're not allowed to simply raise your hand or take the mm-hmm. knee, like, mm-hmm. wh- wh- why? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, th- surely that breaks some kind of human rights. Because surely, is, is the right to freedom of protest not like a human right? Thing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, so, like, what, mm-hmm. so why is that rule even in the Olympics then? Like, and it also goes to show like how out of touch people are with the black experience. You know, to 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 make it out as though it's a it's a political thing that they can opt in and out of. Mm. You know, like I I was thinking this because like if the Olympics had happened last year, it would have been during the summer of BLM. Yeah, and yeah. I don't I I don't think they would have um, said this then. Yeah, I don't, I don't I think they would have been like people are That's too. I think it's just so contentious and so on topic. Still, I know it was, it was last year, but it's still so hot right now that I just think that it's in such poor taste. No, I think it's like last year. I don't think they would have done it because it would have been too hot, and it was all in the wake of George Floyd's death um, and all the protests that happened after it. I think they would have recognised. Then it would have been too obvious that they're the villain. Yeah. Right now, they can get away they with it. They know better, though. That's what that's what you're saying. That they know better then. Mm. Just because it's been a year on, it's kind of, I guess, in a sense, cooled down slightly. Yeah, they can yeah. get away with it now. That's what they it is. have gravity to say, it, but they don't. Yeah, yeah. It's, <sighs> it's just embarrassing, isn't it? Like, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But again, like, you know how we're saying, um, we're, we're talking about, we compare it to Boris Johnson and the fact that, oh, it's not that they're deliberately evil and it's just that they um, they just don't want the backlash. I agree, they don't want the backlash. But again, we can't separate it from a concerted, like, globally pervasive system of anti-blackness. Like, it is, that is, it, that it is also that. Yeah. It is also that they do not value black lives. Yeah. You know, that they are actively anti-black, you know. So, but where does that put the athletes that are competing, given that, you know, they know that they know that's the Olympic Committee's attitude towards them and how they would like to protest against their own, you know, persecution. That's their attitude towards it, the committee which they're competing within. Mm. That puts them in such poor stead for going yeah. into these competitions, yeah. knowing they're not valued, their experience is not valued, their voices are not being recognised. You know as well is that I bet, these athletes like don't even have really a say in it like a- after this proclamation has been made i th- obviously they're representing their country i don't think i think if they if they were there and they were like well no f this i'm gonna wear what i want i think their country would turn around and be like Mm-mm, like you're representing yeah, 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 us yeah, like yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to do this so like yeah. the only way in which this is actually gonna be like successfully protested against is if all like everyone just 
di- just did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just didn't. But like, yeah. I, I, I they doubt can't burn us all. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's like I doubt that's gonna happen because like ultimately, it's not the everyone is anti-black man. It's and, just it's just too formidable. And it's also like the individual athletes. What ultimately they're not competing for themselves. They're competing for their country, and their yeah. country is anti-black. Yeah, and they're, they're not going to be like, oh, we're gonna risk losing our medal over this. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. It's just sad. It's just like it, it always come back. Bad. We always comes back um how it's always just so like fickle this idea of um like this whole um what's it called social so selective solidarity yeah and, post and, on my Instagram yeah. like black square yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. there you go just, just, just convenient and it's digestible when people want it to be. But when it comes to making a change, genuinely caring, finding out the facts and forming your own opinion, that's when people just push it to the wind and they go on to the next thing that they can just whack a little Instagram story up about. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to make no qualms about the fact that it's objectively wrong. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think, say with certainty, we think it's wrong. Yeah. And if you... If you think if you don't think it's wrong, we'd be very interested to see your opinion on that. So please, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> get get in touch with us at Bango Masala Radio um, on Instagram. I'd be very interested to hear. Yeah, I'll let thoughts. you deal with that because you see me, you'll be getting death threats. <laughs> Joking. Joke. You know what? I was literally editing footage from last week. I'm yeah. like, oh, no. you said that last week as well. Like she is joking. Like please, like don't. I'm like, joking. Wink, wink. <laughs> No, guys, I'm joking. I I'm Carla. I'm not getting Carlos in trouble. I'm joking. Carlos is gonna get cancelled. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's me. If you guys, if you guys want to come for anyone, come for me. Leave Carlos alone. Yeah, it's me. Tell them where they can link you. At Halima Nashir. Seriously, if you guys are bad, <laughs> you can at me. There you go, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the dulcet tones guys i must say um that is actually one of my favorite songs like one yeah. of my favorite english songs like from when did that song come out in like 2006 Six, or something, something like that, yeah. yeah since it came out in 2006 for 14 years straight it has been one of my favorite songs it just does not She's miss like 14 2006 15 years, 15 years old oh damn oh 15 gosh. a decade and a half I feel old. I feel old. I feel old. I feel old. But but simmer and enjoy your life. While <laughs> you guys act like I'm like seven, and you guys are like fifty. <laughs> it feels like it, man. Like when you yeah. hit twenty-five, I'm about to be twenty-five, man. Yeah, not good. It's disgusting. Oh, oh well. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I turned twenty-two this year, and I'm really sad about it. Oh, 22. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you know what? 22 was, I felt old when I hit 22 because I feel like, yeah. I feel like 21 and below because 21 is still uni age. So even when I turned 21, I know like it's a big milestone birthday. I was still like, I still felt young. I still felt like a kid. And then when I hit 22, that was the first time I felt like, rah, what have I got to show for myself? I mean, oh. to be fair, you did have a whole degree. Yeah, and yeah, but... That's just when it's a bit like okay, I feel I feel like I'm I need to grow up a bit now. To be fair, I'm about to turn twenty five and I still feel like a child. But yeah, that's the go. thing. Like, when do you when what is an what when is you, an adult? Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Like, oh dear. Good question. Good question. <laughs> Questions of life. Anyway, moving on for our quarter life crises. <laughs> um, the most recent news actually of the four things we talked about today 
is Chunks. If you don't know Chunks, oh, yeah. he um, is a YouTuber, YouTuber. influencer, personality. Babe. And, all around yeah, babe. He's definitely, like, I don't know if you guys watch, like, Sidemen on YouTube. Like, that's, like, the most laddie thing that I do is, like, I watch Sidemen on YouTube, like, all the time. <laughs> but, like, they did this video. They do this thing that it's, like, Tinder. Oh, yeah, yeah, life. yeah. He got, like, all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chunks, yeah. He got yeah, all 10 of them. Like, yeah. I was like, how, how, like... Just bare charming, very charismatic, yeah. like... But, I, I actually love him. Like, I when I say I love him, I love him. Oh, well, if he's looking to settle down. No, no, not like that. But I just, I do love him though. Like, I just think he's so great. I think he's just good vibes. You know them people that are literally just good vibes through and through? I'm talking like I know the guy personally, <laughs> but like I watch pretty much everything he does. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I'm, I'm a massive fan. Um, but... Yeah, he was also a musician as well. Yeah. He's done a bit of music, and he can actually, he can sing. Like he's, he's got a good really at, good voice. Yeah, yeah, he's good at it. Like I think even his like YouTube intro is like him singing, like mm. or something. But he released a video yesterday, and he's basically confirming that he is quitting music for mm. good. Now mm. I've got a little clip from it, so I'm just gonna play you guys that now. It just hit me, bro. Like randomly, one day I was just like, you know, I don't feel right about doing this. Obviously, getting close to the religion, praying now um, for the last two years, good. alhamdulillah, um, don't stop. Mm-hmm. So it's just a thing where I was like, you know what? I feel bad every time I even associate with music and releasing it and stuff. So I think it was just that time. And obviously, music kind of like decreases your iman or your your faith for people that don't know. Um, I don't think they can go hand in hand. Obviously, God's put man in a position I'm today. I'm doing so well, alhamdulillah. I thank God every day. But it's the thing where I'm going to now kind of like spit it back, metaphorically, of course, in his yeah, face. And just like, um, now say, yeah, I'm going to do music. It's like, he blessed man with the position I'm in already. And obviously, income I'm bringing in is halal, thankfully. So it's the thing where why would I now want to add more pasta to man's life? Why would I want to add some crazy little, do you know what I mean? Because obviously it's haram. It's, it's forbidden for people that know, um, don't know what haram means. So it's like, it's against my beliefs, against my religion, so I kind of have to stop it for the sake of God. Yeah, so for those of you that weren't aware before, Chunks is Muslim. Um, so he has been doing music for a while, like the past few years, but he's basically saying now that he's had a bit more time to reflect and be like grateful for what he has, mm. considering the fact that music is haram in um, the Islamic faith, mm. he's like, well, why would I do that when like literally... Like, and I think as well, he got offered a seven-figure record deal and he was like, Ooh, no, mental. no, I'm not going to do that. So, coming, Halima, to you first. Yeah, Obviously, listen, let as me, a Muslim, yeah. like, what's your thoughts on this whole like, Bro, music situation? Let me say, yeah, first and foremost, mashallah, like, this guy, I want to be him. I want my iman to be that strong as a Muslim. Like, can we understand? Okay, so listen. As Muslims, we believe that obviously this world, this the dunya, this world is a test and like God is testing us and that as Muslims, <clears throat> we have to remain God conscious at all time. And there needs to be a level of detachment from worldly good and worldly temptation. It's even more difficult when somebody is financially respon- uh, financially successful. They get, you have a, a literal seven figure record deal in front of you. And to be God consciousness to the point where you are turning that down, it's, it's, 
it's so impressive it's so inspirational as a muslim like i look at that and i think bro i want to be like you i want to feel what you feel do you know what i mean like i want to have i want my my faith to be as steadfast as yours is where i know that i can turn down a once in a lifetime opportunity for the sake of allah like that is amazing yeah no it's definitely like commendable again even if you're not muslim or you even if you're not religious in any sense you can't deny that discipline you know the discipline and the conviction it takes to do something like that that in itself is whatever it is that that extent of discipline and conviction is incredible and again as muslims we I, i look at that and i think I, I understand completely where he's coming from. He didn't even need to explain it. I get it completely because that is what all Muslims strive to be like, you know? Mm. And I'm I'm looking at that and I know for a fact that God will bestow tenfold, Give God will give back tenfold. What he is given up, God will give it back to him in abundance, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, good for you, Chunks. Shout out, Chunks. Good yeah. for you. I think he's sick. So in terms of... um. I was literally about to say everyday Muslims, but by that I mean Muslims who aren't <clears throat> celebrities or in the public yeah. eye. Um, is it sort of like the same as what we were talking about last week in terms of like judging people for um, not doing, not fasting or not doing Ramadan correctly? Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to, because obviously I know a lot of Muslims and I know a lot of Muslims that listen to music or even do music, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. I also know and respect anyone doing this. Like all the Muslims I know are like, yeah, we put it on pause during Ramadan and yeah. afterwards we'll come back, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is like props to them for doing that. But like as a Muslim yourself, mm-hmm. how do you, what's your view on this, on the whole situation where music is haram and technically shouldn't be listening to it or? Uh, me too. Like I've, I've barely been listening to music during Ramadan as well, mm. because um, so the, the whole, the whole idea of it is that, um, it's it's um oh my god my man is just black now the whole idea of it is like we um uh what's the word what's the word like inappropriateness basically mm. like you know sometimes like music is obviously like um there's a lot of like vulgar vulgarities and stuff like that it's not to say that all music is haram because like we have what we call nasheeds which is like islamic music and stuff like that so i me myself i also have been trying to li- like um really reduce the amount of music that i listen to i've been listening to a lot of nasheeds instead um and i think each to their own in it like it's objectively in the fold of islam like it's a good thing to do you know, to give up music, to not to not listen to music, um, it is a good thing to do because it is objectively haram. Um, if people do do that, if if that's what they've chosen for themselves, that that's on them, and I can't really comment. But again, like I understand the context in which Chunks would have made that decision, um, and and to look at what he's given up, it, like for me as an ordinary Muslim, it's so difficult. Like if someone said to me that like, you have to give up music, I would struggle so much. You know, um. So to so to give it up when there's money at stake to that extent is so like impressive. Mm. Any thoughts, Simran? I just want to say it's like really um, commendable what he's doing because obviously that just shows. I like obviously you're not as a Muslim. I can't talk, but to turn down that amount of money, I just yeah. know I would not be strong enough to do something yeah. like that, and that just shows what kind of a person he is. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, and also, want, how much money is going towards people? Like, I obviously Chunks is really famous, and he is really like, is the internet sensation? Everyone loves him, but you know, he's not like Drake. You know, yeah. no, but they, like, they preemptively. How much money is going towards these people? No, but they preemptively <laughs> signed them for how big they want to get them, rather than how big they are right now. 
Yeah. So it's like somebody who has like star potential, they'll sign them for a lot of money. Yeah. To make, basically make a return on that investment. And they were literally like, apparently, yeah, we'll put half of this in your bank right now. Like, oh, wow. Mad. Mad. That is, mad. that is, you know what? Honestly, God, even me, I'm, I'm making supplication to God right now. Give that man everything that he wants. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Give that man everything. Give it back yeah. to him tenfold, God. I think it's really nice as well for um, Muslims, especially young Muslims, to have that kind of role, role model. One hundred percent. Like again, even if you're not necessarily um, quitting music for good, or you're taking mm. your own spin on it, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like having mm-hmm. someone in the line, like like Chunks, who is yeah. doing that, yeah. is it's it's inspiring i'm saying that as a non-muslim it's inspiring to me to see someone doing that so i can only imagine what it's like to as a muslim yeah Yeah. and also like i I, I, oh sorry sorry go ahead i was i was just gonna say i also really like um you know how you're saying obviously there's a lot of like muslim famous muslim personalities famous muslim musicians and stuff like that but very few of them in my experience anyway speak very openly and 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 Mm. transparently about islam and about their faith um and and i think obviously it is some kind of like because they know there's there's you know conflict and whatever else but someone like chunks it more generally as well he this is not the first time he sat down and he spoke about his faith or he spoke mm. about god like if you follow his social media like he's always talking about faith he's always talking about god and again that's another really kind of like i like that he's he's normalizing these discussions because like we can't deny and hide the fact that in western society in the uk that Islam is a very scary topic for non-Muslim. People who are not Muslim, they are scared of Islam. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't understand it. They're intimidated by it. They're scared of it. So for someone like Chunks, who has such a large following of non-Muslims to sit down and normalise these conversations and to talk so openly and so candidly and so respectfully to show the beauty of Islam, you know, the way he talks about it, I really, really just respect that he does that. Like, literally Mm -hmm. listening to you say that, like, as a non-Muslim, if I was, like, say, 16 now and Mm. had seen Chunks' video, that would have been so, like, eye-opening for me. Like, obviously, obviously it's a case of you can't really expect everything to be handed on you on a plate and you do Mm. need to kind of do stuff yourself. But just thinking about my own, like, sort of ignorance before, Mm. um, I remember being in sixth form at my school and as it was a private school, um, obviously there was an entrance exam to mm. get into it and it used to be the thing that when you were in lower sixth you had to um basically go in and help on the day mm. and yeah, yeah. see i'm like 25 percent extra time gang so i gotta go and hang out with all <laughs> the um special needs kids <laughs> and um yeah so that was fun um but there was one one kid who was doing his exam and mm. he was muslim and i was kind of just like you know like chatting to them how just like trying to make them feel like comfortable that sort of thing mm. and i was just like to him like oh like what type of music are you into and he was like oh i, d- I don't listen to music um it's not it's not allowed and yeah. obviously myself as someone who's studied music and music was basically my entire life mm. i remember being at that point like literally like what like yeah, yeah, i'm gonna yeah. be like, like what how, how is that a thing like i'm so shocked yeah. but like if i'd seen something like chunks before that like i would have like been so much more conditioned and so much more aware and so yeah. much less yeah yeah, yeah. it's just normalizing it. it that's yeah. what it is it's normalizing these things like yeah so good for him man my no, guy my definitely guy. Uh, i think we just have a bit of a nutter now so how's everyone doing <laughs> I'm tired, guys. I nearly <laughs> collapsed before. Honestly, my head went. My head went. I got the maddest head rush. When is Eid, Halima? 
Uh, well, good question. <laughs> uh, I, I saw that. Me. No, I saw this joke thing when it was like this guy asking for a day off work, and he's like, yeah. hey, "Can I be the day before or the day off?" Yeah, 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 yeah. When you ask, ask, um, th- there's this like running joke with Muslims, or it's, it's not a joke. It's this is what happens when Muslims need to ask for a day off, and the uh, the boss is like, "When do you need?" And they're like, "Well, I don't really know. <laughs> it's either um, Thursday or Friday, so either the thirteenth or the fourteenth, okay. um, based on moon sightings. So very, very excited for that. I I don't know about you, Halima, but. I obviously have a lot of friends who are Muslim and I feel like it's this Ramadan has gone so fast. He was going to say that it has, man. It has. I was, saying, I was literally saying it to Carlos today. Even Carlos said, I'm, I'm not even observing and I feel like it's gone yeah. really fast. But I feel like that's so scary. Like in general, like time, the way time is moving. Guys, we're halfway through the year. It's nearly June and that's really freaking me out. Halfway through 2021. How did that happen? I think it's... Like everyone I know is handing in dissertations. Everyone's in the last like three to four weeks of uni. My bachelor's ends in less than a month. What what have you got on? What's going on with your uni right now? You've got exams Um, and stuff. So I'm still doing my DIS, which is the bane of my life right now. Absolute bane of my life. If anyone else is listening and they're doing a dissertation or they're in third year, I'm with you. It sucks. Well, you've got a month. You've got a month till you finish it. And yes, I've got no. I've got about a week left to do my DIS, oh. and then I've got three exams. Oh, okay. So oh, you're really in the, the swing of June, exam season. Pardon? You're really in the swing of exam season, but you're looking good for exam yeah. season. Thank you. You see me when I... it's exam season. I'm not looking like that. It's rough. It is rough, man. It's um. I don't know, man. It's less than a month left, and I just like I'm just you know you can see the end, but at the same time, it's also like yeah, so I can close, see the so end, but there is so much to do between now and second of June. Mm, 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 mm. But that day is coming. Then I've got a month left in our house, like with the girls that I live with, and we're just gonna have like hot a girl month summer, fun and like hot spending time summer. with each other. Pardon? Hot girl summer, a month of hot girl hot, summer. First of all, hot girl summer started yesterday. Why? What happened yesterday? Full swing. Just out, about, you oh, know. Okay, okay, nice, nice, nice. London, saw okay. the sights. Nice. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a good summer. I'm if the weather was, if the weather patterned up, it'd be a lot better. But we're counting on it, honestly. I can't do hot girl summer with rain and grey skies, man. Uh, what was the thing you guys were saying for the streets? <laughs> for the streets. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been listening to a lot of Future recently. Um, that's not even that's not even like related. I just have been listening to a lot of Future recently. <laughs> I want you to um to channel his energy this summer. I'm living vicariously you through you, man. <laughs> oh my god! I want to see you getting it in. Next week, I'm going to talk about. I'm going to come in with a thesis of all my favorite artists and why they are and why they're incredible. Yeah. I feel like that's a good. That's actually a good conversation topic because we were we yeah. were thinking about like we did say we should talk about a conversation around. Yeah. Well, shall we do that next week? Let's do like music. Favorite um, artist. Oh my god. Got, like I've got <gasps> some I've made a last... list. I've I made some... a list so of my top 10 favorite songs of all time with five honorable mentions. It took me like an hour nah, to make I can't it. Do that. I can't this, do can you it. see the can you see the height of my procrastination right now? How badly <laughs> do I my to be yeah. fair, you've got a week till your diss. Are you nearly done? Like, are you making progress yes, with it? Yes, I'm in the final, like, bits. Do you know what the bit that I'm not looking forward to is the formatting, like, making oh, an appendix. Oh, like referencing and all that kind of stuff, title yeah. pages, like... That's no. cute, though, because... I mean, when you looked at a piece of work, I've been I've been planning this since last March, you know? Are you like, joking this, me? This is my baby now, and I feel like, a, I, in a way, I don't want to see it go because I've worked on it so much, but also I'm so sick of talking about attention and the brain oh and God. cognitive neuroscience it can just all 
leave my life. I wrote my undergraduate dissertation in one 32-hour sitting. You oh, are just yeah. hard to finish. And you wonder why you're saying, yeah, I didn't look great during exam season. Like, <laughs> but I, and I didn't do any of the reading for it. I didn't do any of the reading. I wrote it in one right. 32-hour sitting. I did the same with my mm-hmm. master's dissertation as well. I wrote it in two and a half days. You're mad. I just want to emphasize for any students listening. Don't do don't, that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do, do that. this, please. I would <laughs> implore you not to do that, guys. Like it's not healthy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really not. Yeah, be but, like um, Simran. I don't have a choice because it's psychology. So obviously, like, I've had to plan and run my own experiment, gather participants. My G, I had to do field work. I had to go to a different country to do field work for my dissertation. I still wrote it in two and a half days. No, I did the field work and then I just didn't touch it again till two two and a half days, till deadline. Uh, got some good news, guys. Well, oh. good, good news in our opinion. Okay. Um, my dad's just texted me. Andy Burnham's been re-elected. Way oh. gangish, gangish. Well, well Come done, on, Andy Burnham. I knew so he was gonna nice. anyway. I knew there was. I wasn't really worried about him. I'm worried about Sadiq Khan. That man is on ropes. Mm. What What do you guys think about the whole Nico? Oh, like... see, see, this is the thing. This is the thing, right? Like, I obviously, I don't know. I'm a bit. Um, ultimately. It's dangerous because what he's done is split Sadiq Khan's vote, yeah. right? However, however, my sister read out his manifesto to me, and that man is a raging socialist. Like there is genuine ideological integrity to his manifesto. Yeah, yeah, you just know, know it. but it's just dangerous, obviously. No, it is like it, 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 it's jokes. Like it is like, and it's like I, it's jokes, but it's it's it makes. It's, it's it's a gen- it's a socialist manifesto, yeah, guys. It's, like it, there's, there's like three aspects to it. Yes, it's jokes, but on the other hand, like it is actually a really good manifesto. Yeah, ideologically, idea. yeah. But then, like you said, it's like I, I just can't help like look at it and think like. But then I'm also like the people that are going to vote for him. I reckon other people that maybe wouldn't have voted at all. Hopefully, yeah, rather yeah, than, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of young people. I saw. Um, I was reading this Instagram comments. Uh, I think it was underneath his manifesto being posted, and it was a lot of people saying like, "It's not that we want to vote for him. It's kind of what he represents, and him being a role model to young people, basically saying that they can do whatever they want to do." You can kind of be who you want to be if you want to run for the mayor of London, run for the mayor of London kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Not to get all Matrix on you guys, but to get a bit Matrix on you guys. Also, I feel like it's it's a, it's just like a very satirical, satir, satir, satirical, how do you say the word? It's a comment on satire um, on, on democracy, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. If America can elect a, a reality TV star, we can elect a YouTuber. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. You know, one thing I'm very happy about is the, in my opinion, the fact that Lawrence Fox doesn't stand the chance. That's why I'm just like, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm uh, a bit worried about Sean Bailey's edging, yeah. or edging. Yeah. And you know Sadiq what? Khan. He's he he um, he, like all these um Indian Tories that might vote for him, do they not know that he literally said like, oh, we're gonna stop um any protests going on like because i think people have been protesting outside the um, indian embassy in regards to the farmers protest and he was like yeah we're gonna put a stop to that like he said a lot of brazy yeah. brazy stuff guys like he's not he's not in my opinion a worthy candidate yeah. but there we go it's too late anyway like it, the votes are in so we'll see what happens yeah. like, fingers crossed for Sadiq Khan anyway in our opinion in our in my opinion <laughs> yes but yeah, probably coming to the end of the show now, guys. But thanks a lot for tuning in. Apparently, next week we're going to be focusing on music. Mm. Um, I do also have like a half an hour segment on a 
what's it called physiotherapy webinar that i took part in oh and I, I i i honestly i didn't have any idea about it but it was very insightful and the whole video from that will be going up on youtube afterwards so next week Exciting. we'll do three quarters music one quarter that so yeah see you next week guys thanks guys